Welcome back to Chatopedia, a podcast run by my mom, Kalyani, and myself, Saris. We are both located in two different countries, my mom in Singapore and myself in Australia. Chatopedia came about as we found ourselves having early morning or late night discussions, catching up on life and finding ourselves having fun and thought-provoking conversations. So we decided, why not share it with the world? Welcome back to Chatopedia, everyone. This is episode 10, where we're going to discuss the five things you should never do at work. That's right, Saris. Yeah. How did, why did you come up with this topic? I think this topic is very relevant to uh, especially those who are newbies in a company. You know, they do not know the company's culture. And then they bring things along with them, you know, some character traits that it actually backfires them, mm. you know. So um, sometimes it's too late to advise certain people. And then through observation, I find that certain things can be avoided in order for you to thrive in a new environment. Yeah, okay. that's the reason. Yeah. So let's jump right into it, shall we? What's the first absolute thing someone should never do at work? Okay, the very first thing is don't show to the rest in your office or a working environment that you know everything. You know, overconfidence. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Like um, you you are in a new environment and uh, you showcase such an attitude that, oh, this is so easy. This can be done so easily. I, I don't think you should be taking such a long time to complete that uh, that particular job scope job uh, oh that that can be easily done you know just just do this and do that and it can be done so you know people around you they say either they have two kind of impression one is wow this guy knows everything let's give him everything to do to be mm. done you know because he 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 see it he shows that he knows it all let it be let him do it the other one is wow show off mm. a big show off you know what does he know about us? Is he underestimating that uh, we know this, but he knows more than us? So at the first step itself, you are going to cause some friction among your colleagues, yeah. which you do not want to do. Have you come across this, Aras? I, I was actually, as you were describing and you're sort of role-playing, I can, I can think of a couple of people in my life that mm-hmm. I've met who would newly join a workplace or newly mm-hmm. join a team. They mm-hmm. were in with a company for a while or newly right. join a team. Right. And they do that. Yeah. And it, yeah, it can rub people the absolute wrong way because you're first of all not acknowledging what that team has done mm-hmm. and then seeing how can we improve things. You're actually just going in and it can come across as criticism. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acknowledging the hard work. Yeah, yeah, correct. And you're underestimating their capabilities of doing certain things. And without knowing the work culture in that environment, you just jump start and say that oh, this can be done, that can be done, oh, this is so easy, why are you having trouble? Like, what? Mm. And I guess, like, you know, it's one of those things where after a while, if if you've been in the company, if you've been in the team or the company for a Mm. month at least, and you've Mm. sussed out the environment, you sussed out the people's personality, you sussed out the, the issues that you can problem solve, that gives you a better grounding to then say like, hey, you know, yeah. so-and-so, I know you did this fabulous project and really mm-hmm. great work. 
could I make a few recommendations? I think we could take it to the next level yeah. versus what you said where they just come in and be like, oh, this one can be done better. Why are you yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think, yeah, so I like the approach you, you just mentioned about, you know, uh, after a few months, you, 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 you know what is the working culture like or certain people's character traits, then offering their help, but with their permission, you know, do you think, would you like me to render my assistance in this area? Maybe I can give a, another perspective of that so if they say and nah, you know i don't think i don't need that then okay you offered but mm. not the the how long can you think we should be giving a person when they're in a new environment like roughly in your experience i i give myself one month <laughs> <laughs> okay i really do because most mm. companies that i've been in I, I i i've been hired to problem solve yeah so when i go in i spend the first one month Mm. assessing meeting yeah. people talking to right. people then after that one month I sort of start applying my strategy of how I'm going to go about doing it but sometimes in certain companies when you have a massive team like I've worked in yeah. small teams yeah. if you have a massive team like in your school environment too you want a, at least two months to to figure it yeah. out to figure out the hierarchy to figure out what's going on what's the backstory mm. why has it been that way um mm. yeah what are you what do you think because for me also, Sarah, like, um, I mean, in my working environment, there's this particular person who came uh, on board. And uh, actually, it took uh, all of us to get to know this person uh, more than a year. Mm. More than a year. Because that for that one and a half years, we were thinking it's a show-off. Or, you know, no action. Just speaks, which is true like, most of the time. But eventually, when we came to know about this person, after almost one and a half years, he's such a nice person. He doesn't mean any harm. Oh, sorry. You mean when a new person joins your team, how long do you give them? No, no. To both ways. Both okay, ways. Okay. 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 So, like, me go, I, 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 as you say, you will take one month, you know, right? So, for me, if you were to ask me, uh, I would take probably uh, a good six months yeah. to know. Depending on how big is your management. That's what I was saying. Right. It's a yeah, team, the, yeah. Right, the team. But I was talking about we getting to know someone who might be showing this, uh, you know, these character traits of overconfidence and whatever, know it all. And knowing them well will take about, I mean, in my examples, so almost uh, one and a half years. But that is also, uh, probably we didn't also give the opportunity to get to know that person well. Mm. You know, so it's both ways, I would say, both ways, okay. yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. So that's your that's your first top thing. I I actually really agree, completely agree with you on that one. Not to do at work. Uh, what's your second? Your second okay, hot second one recommendation. Second is, I think declining opportunities. Okay. So when you are given opportunities to um spearhead a project, or given opportunities to work with somebody who's very experienced, you know, don't straight away decline that opportunity. Say, oh no, no, I, I think I don't think I want to do this thing. You know, uh, you can give it to someone. You know, I don't think I'm capable. You can you can ask someone else. Or why are you choosing me instead of another person? You mean what? I'm a slave for you. Like everything you dump on me. So such conversation with your superiors or your supervisors, or your team a leader. What is the impression they're going to take it away? They will mm. say that wow. I'm not going to give any more opportunities for this person because this person, you know, outright saying no to me. So next time when I have certain opportunities, I'm not going to consider you. So you're actually shooting yourself in the feet, on the foot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you come across? Yeah. 
Definitely. I think, uh, but, but I used to be the opposite. I said yes to everything. That was the problem. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And then oh, overwhelmed no, with... What, that could be one one area, like, don't say... Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, um, I actually, yeah, I, I do agree. And I think if, if let's say the opportunity you're declining is because of time mm. and, or, and you really want to do it, but you don't think mm. you can do it, the, the best thing to do is say to them that, you know, I would absolutely love to do this mm. or take on this project, but mm. I've got conflicting priorities. I've got all of these other tasks. Is there any way you can work with me to rearrange those priorities so I can be a part of this project? Yeah, that's that's very good. Instead of just straight away declining the opportunity, that's a, that's a good thing that I have this, this, this to be done, but I also like this project, you know? So yeah, that that's very good, Sarah. Um, I, I mean, I'm like you, Sarah. When my supervisor yes. asked me, do you want to spearhead this anniversary celebration? Yes, of course, I do not mind. But at the back of my mind, it's like, can you find someone else to do it? Like, <laughs> but then I cannot say no because you're a senior, you know, uh, head of senior uh, middle manager. I, I also have to set a good role model as a good role model to the others, right? And then come, uh, can you take care of this after-school engagement program? You're going to study it off and set up the room. Of course I can do, but like, why are you looking for me? Or can you do it? Like, you know, but after that, I would, I'll tell myself, no, at that point when I say I will do it, but I know I'm capable of doing it. That's why I'm accepting it, you know? If I'm not capable, then I would have said, uh, can, I, can you give me a day or two or maybe a week to come back to you? So, the learning point here is that do not decline whether to do not decline any opportunities given to you or if you think that um, you need some time so you buy the time mm. you know i think i need to consider this would you mind giving me a week or so yeah to think about it. if it needs a day or two days or a week always yeah. ask for time because that when you say no straight away you're cutting yourself off the opportunity without thinking about it whereas if you give yourself at least a day or two you can speak to family to friends yeah. to colleagues and then you know you can make a better decision i think most of us uh, like this Sarah. most of us there and then want to decide and say no i'm not doing it yes i will take it up and then later regret you know and say why did i why didn't i say something else you know mm -hmm. so uh, i mean this uh, yes and no kind of uh, abrupt answer then then uh, most of us face that and then after that full of regret so i think the very good thing is that finding time to think about it think through and also when you say that can i go back and discuss my family because it's going to take up a lot of my time a personal time or family time at least they are your team leader or whoever you're talking speaking to will say that wow you know there's a good family support and this person has to consult so next time when they want to say anything they also say that it's a family man she's a family you know um what, what do you say family man and family woman i guess family yeah. woman you know yeah 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 no that's a good tip mm -hmm. so, okay the third one yeah third tip okay the third one is displaying your incapabilities I think one thing you should never do at work yes. is display your incapabilities. Incapabilities. So, um, I mean, it might be linked to the second one, but the thing is that incapabilities, like, let's say uh, you're working in a team and you're having some uh, misunderstanding with your team members. You know, don't straight away bring it up to your superior and say, you know what, I can't work with my team. You know, it is impossible. You know, you need to get this person out, that person out, and then I can work, I can... Uh, execute my project so you are actually straight away telling your team uh, whoever is in charge of that thing is that well this person is not a team player this person cannot resolve conflict this person mm -hmm. is not able to solve an issue faced you know so 
what would they think about you? Like, oh, in future, I think I cannot put this person in charge of certain project because can't solve the problem. It's not a problem solver. What do you think, Cyrus, about this point? What on? happens then if, but what happens if it's a situation where they genuinely can't work with that team? How would you recommend they tackle okay. it? Okay, yeah, Cyrus, there are many ways, Cyrus. It's like, okay, if you genuinely you cannot work with it, we, we are in, in our workplace, we are talking about outward growth, outward mindset. That means putting yourself in other person's perspectives and why are they not working with me? Is there something that I'm doing it not right that is not this person's not collaborating with me? So I think when you have tried all ways and means and you really find that this person is totally against uh, proceeding with the project and is a hindrance, yes. But before that, you have to tell your superior whoever you know you're going to speak to. Is that I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried to engage this person. You know, no matter what I've tried, uh, there's no result, there's no outcome from this person. And then I think it's better. So if you have a problem, come up with a solution. Mm. You know, don't go with the problem and say I can't work with it. But what have you done before you come to this conclusion? And I suppose even when you go to your managers or senior staff members saying I've tried all of these things. Yeah. I'm still struggling. Do you have any recommendations for me? Yeah. Would you have any suggestions or solutions that I can adopt? You see, Yasaras, when we do that, I know in Singapore context, right? When you say that, the person was listening and said that, wow, so you are trying, you are asking me to solve the issue. But what if you, you said know? you have thought of the solutions and tell them, look, I've tried doing this, this and this. I'm not sure. Is there anything else you would be doing with my position? Would, would that still be the same reaction? what would you do if you're in my position? No, if I came to you and said, you know, yeah. um, Mrs. Vara, I've tried yeah. uh, with my team. I, it's a bit of a struggle recently, yeah. but I have tried. The, these are the solutions I applied. Mm-hmm. Um, I am struggling a little bit because they're mm-hmm. not working. What would you do if you were in my position? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of solutions so I can try and adopt them? Mm. So probably when the, the person comes and asks me, like you come and ask me about this, right? There are two uh, perspectives now, okay? One is, I might be judgmental and say that you are facing an issue and you're coming to me to resolve it. The other one is, well, I'm glad that you're coming to consult me. So it all depends on who you are addressing the issue with, you know. If you have somebody who's not open to this kind of discussion and then that's gone, you know, like they're going to be judgmental. But if you have a if you have a culture whereby we can have a very transparent discussion and resolving certain issues, I think yes, that works. Okay. So you read, read the room as well, read the personality of the... Yeah, read the personality yeah. as well, correct. I was going to say, when you first mentioned displaying incapabilities, I was also thinking of, because you said, like, you know, not... It's more about not going to your senior managers and whatever at workplace and being like, I can't do it, it's so difficult, right? Mm. I was also thinking the flip side of that is, or the other way to look at it is... um which I used to do sometimes is highlight my weaknesses a lot. Mm. the team members like display mm. my capabilities and I, I would say that's a big no-no like yeah. you know even if you have a weakness you don't have to keep mentioning it because no. people actually tend to abuse what you're saying yeah. do not show your incapabilities yeah it's it's more yeah and, and I agree and I think it's you know if you know you have a weakness work on it yes right Definitely. Um, and it's okay if sometimes it comes down and say look I do apologize this huge mistake happened because I was, you know, I haven't, I haven't developed yeah. fully, but I'm working on it. But you don't need to keep bringing it up at every, yeah. every instance to, to, to 
for, for whatever reason it is, there's no point bringing it up again and again because you're right, it's self-sabotaging. Um, this, yeah. And people yeah. out there, you know, you you would wish you worked in a really good working environment, but there are people out there who tend to jump on that and, and use it to their advantage. Definitely. So the other incapability, Sarah, is not only uh, letting your superiors know about incapabilities, also to your team members. Uh, team members you know who are working under you and say that oh i'm so weak in this area you know i i can't do it again what is the culture like you know like i mean i'm not so it savvy you know so i i know when to say that i'm not it savvy to certain people but i cannot say to certain people because i'm just afraid that they might misjudge or as you just mentioned misuse the information you know, or underestimate my competencies. Yeah. Yeah, which which I don't like it because um, overall, I want to uh, portray a, 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 an outlook of confidence, not all areas, but confidence, like I can problem solve and blah, blah, blah. But when somebody knows about my AFI, I do not want them to use it against me uh, to uh, make, make a joke out of it. Yeah, or cut opportunities off for you. Yes, yeah. correct, correct. I recently met someone who who said something really. I liked how they phrased their, I guess, weakness. Yes, and it didn't even come across as that. He, this person actually said to me, "I'm not super. I am quite technologically capable, mm-hmm. but even if I don't know the answers, there's obviously you can't know everything in the world, can you?" And he made mm-hmm. us all laugh. Mm-hmm. And then he said but I know where to get the answers from or I know the right people to get the answers mm. from. I was like, mm. okay, okay. Wow. Mm. So I think, you know, if you have, do have a weakness, instead of, I, I think that's such a smart way of framing it. I'm definitely going to be yeah. using it to my advantage yeah. now. Yeah. Just reframe it. Yeah. Yeah, reframe it, exactly. I, I like that also. Like, uh, don't need to be a know-it-all, you know, the first pointer, know-it-all, no. But also the way you put it across and say that I'm so so dumb about this whole thing you know and then bring examples of my family oh, laughs at me when I do that yeah. you know you know even my grandson laughs at me like why are you doing that to yourself you know don't do that don't self-sabotage there's enough people in the world who are self-sabotage exactly. when I add that on <laughs> okay all right well what's your fourth uh big no-no okay. in the workplace okay fourth one is a backstabbing others you know do not do not backstab uh, your colleagues okay that's the last thing it shouldn't be in your mind no it shouldn't be in your list at all because backstabbing actually has got a lot of consequences and I believe in karma <laughs> even yeah, yeah. my students will say the karma will come around and hit us <laughs> yeah because why are you doing that if you do not like someone doing certain things so if let's say um you have someone who is um who's leading a project work and everything, you you go around and you backstab the person to the his or her superior and say that, you know, not good, not doing the job. Actually, the person's doing the job. Not doing the job, you know, like I don't think you chose the right person for that particular job. You are actually backstabbing the person because that person's career opportunity is affected because of the words you've said. And especially if a superior or your uh, team leader who actually listens to what you say, Mm. And they can take that word from you and then use it against the promotion of the other person. Mm. You know, so I believe that backstabbing is very, very toxic in the in the office and en- uh, environment. Yeah. yeah, have you come don't, across? Don't be that? a don't be a part of the toxic culture. 
Definitely. The culture, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, we have come across certain things like, uh, again, when you're going to a company, you wouldn't know who is close to who and, and so forth. Yeah. And by doing that, because some people do backstabbing in order to establish some friendship among others, you know. Now, let me show you. You don't like that person. I, I, I will show you what I do to that person. To be, uh, uh, to be closer to you, to establish a good relationship with you. Yeah. So that could be uh, reasons why some people are doing it or backstabbing for promotion, you know, for performance, uh, you know, bonuses and so forth. So I think backstabbing, no one likes it. Eventually, people will know that you are a backstabber and eventually you'll be a loner in the working environment because by word of mouth, people will get to know that stay away from this person because this person has got no good intention about whatever relationship you have. Be mm. careful what you say to this person. Be careful what you do with this person. Just take caution. caution yeah. Be cautious. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a very, very, very good tip. So what's your fifth and last one for us? Okay, the fifth and last one will be involved in office politics. <laughs> okay, this one, I think many of them are involved. They form cliques, Aras. Thank God in my working environment, we don't have such thing. I mean, among the middlemen, we don't have such thing. We work, you know, uh, in, in harmoniously. We don't do all that. Anything we are not happy about, we say that. But I think I do experience in my previous working environment that there are office politics. They form cliques, you know, and and, uh, and um, the moment they form cliques already, right, they, the well-being of the other person is not in their mind. Mm. You know, as what Vicky was saying, the tribes. Yeah, in our episode on embracing yeah. uniqueness. The tribes, yeah. okay. And these tribes are ill tribes who are forcing, causing all these office politics and forming these, uh, making the environment very toxic that, you know, eventually what will happen, Sarah, is this office politics will expand so much that the people who are not involved in the office politics will leave the environment because mm. this doesn't fit them. I'm not going to work in this in this kind of environment because it's so toxic and and have, people are having cliques and people are talking against one another and so forth. They will leave the world. So what you will have in an environment is toxic people, mm. and it's not going to bring the firm any any further in the future. Yeah, I experienced that in my previous workplace too. Like mm. such a good team that I was part of. Mm. It was more the other teams that were quite. It could be at times a little bit difficult like there's so much office politics going on and eventually mm. I realized that would never change and I left mm. and quite a lot of people left yeah and I've learned I've learned to accept that if leadership accepts that kind of behavior mm-hmm. will rarely change no matter how much you try I've had I've had that experience mm-hmm. and so I always you know if I see anything happening be it in my volunteering work or actual work I will say something like, you know, this is happening and I'll see how the leadership reacts as well because mm. it tells me a lot if they actually do take the steps to try and rectify some of the issues or if they let it go because then I know mm. that this will fester, the office politics will fester, fester, fester and then you lose the good people. Yeah, that's what happens. Or if um, Is there such thing as positive office politics? I'm not sure. I mean, there's always, in politics, there's always positives and negatives, right? Yes. If you know how to work a situation to get what the team needs or everyone gets a win-win, mm. then, you know, that's fine. Play the politics. Yeah. Yes, but yes. if you're doing it to, if you're going to do it to put someone down to lift yourself up, then that's obviously bad. Definitely, definitely. So I think uh, 
um, office politics is uh, predominantly present in uh, most working environment. Yeah, you know, sure. uh, it's just that being aware of it and taking precaution not to be involved in it. You know, stay away from it. Because uh, the moment you join office politics, you may just have a, a some passing remark, but you already need already. You know, it's too too late to come out of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been experiencing in my previous uh, work working environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I do agree with you, but I also know it's sometimes unavoidable. So I think frame what you need to say cleverly as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you're using office politics to gain a win win for all parties, then yeah. by all means, like especially with pay rises, I always find that's a great office <laughs> politics to play. But um, yeah. Other than that, if you're if the more, I think the question you need to ask yourself is what I'm saying going to be putting someone down in order to lift myself up. Then maybe think twice. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's so true. So, could you maybe summarize your five um don'ts for yeah, us? Yeah, definitely, Cyrus. Um, I mean there can be more don'ts, but then this is the five critical ones we have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So the top five things you should never do at your workplace is know it all or being overconfident. Uh, do not decline opportunities. Do not display incapabilities in any situation, be it your superior or your, you know, your uh, employees. Four, do not backstep others in order to gain for yourself. And fifth, involve in, do not involve in office politics. So these are five main things. Whoever goes into a new working environment or you're just starting to starting a job, what do you call that? Like getting into a job market, okay? Mm. As a graduate, you go into a job market. Remember this. You don't need to go and remember anything, but just remember these five things. You will thrive. You will be really well recognized and given lots of opportunities to, you know, for your promotion. Yeah. No, I agree. No, thanks for sharing all those five tips, mom. I think um, we always think about what you should do at work, but we never think about what you should never Mm, never exactly. do so yeah. it's, it's been really good contextualizing that as well uh so that brings us to the end of episode 10 for this season we've only got one more episode left to go for season two uh and the topic for that episode is how to plan a successful event where my mom and i discuss uh, our hot tips on how you can plan a good event given our experiences in this space so stay tuned for this last episode before we go on a mid-season, uh, sorry, a, a seasonal break really and before season 3 comes out. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you everyone.